Let's get to David Dome. He's the man of the hour, the Tower of Power behind the Wellington Phoenix. And I've got to say, David, uh, that was a story that I didn't expect. Once we news flashed it and Goran went, the Wellington Phoenix and Royce, oh, and here we go, it's all over by the shouting. Well done, mate. Well escaped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're absolutely thrilled. I, um, just, uh, just having a chat to go on there. And we've been working on it now for, for a couple of weeks. You know, there's been a bit of discussion about it. And sometimes these things take a little longer than you'd hope. But uh, we're really thrilled and pleased. And, and I think Roy's really thrilled and pleased to be um, extending his contract with the club as well. So all round, it's win-win. Um, and I'm sure the media were really helpful as well with the concepts they were throwing in the air every 30 seconds. Yeah, there's a bit of stuff going around. But, I mean, these things happen. It's, it's, it's all part of the game, isn't it? And... Uh, Look, there was there was some people that were definitely interested in Roy, um, and we'd had you know, approaches from um, uh, out of the US. Um, but at the end of the day, we we we, we entered negotiations with Roy with good faith, and, and he's uh, agreed to stay. What? So you're confirming that Hudson was chasing him then, David? Yeah, look, there is no doubt that that Colorado came after him. But the um, the offer that they put on the table was, to be absolutely honest with you. Uh, it was embarrassing, uh, not, not for the player and also for the club. It was well below what both Roy and his agent and the Wellington Phoenix valued um, um, Roy at. Um, so there was absolutely no, there was even you know Roy's agent said there was no reason that the club would ever accept an offer like that. So we moved on pretty quickly from that and just got down to the business of working out how we're going to make Roy stay at Wellington Phoenix. So that's a bit of an insult from Anthony Hudson, then, isn't it? What was he thinking? Did he think he could just burgle him? Did he think he was unhappy? Uh, who knows? Who knows what he was trying to do? But, you know, I mean, Anthony's got his job to do. He wants to strengthen the squad at Colorado. Roy is a quality player. Um, and, you know, we, we've recognised that. And we've recognised that in the deal that we've done with him now to keep him at the club. So you're obviously not going to talk specifics. You guys never do. But I'll ask the question, how much? He? Expensive? Well, look, I think the deal that we've done with Roy is what actually Roy is worth as a player currently in the A-League. Um, He's a, he's, a, he's a quality player, he, he scores goals, and he also provides assists to the team as well. So we're very comfortable with where we've ended up, and, and I hope Roy's very pleased as well. Was there a thought to extend even further, or was it only ever going to be a one-year extension deal? The, both of the, um, the parties, both Roy and the club, agreed that one year was, was actually the best fit for both parties. It gives both op- um, opportunities for, for Roy to investigate and also for the club to investigate. So... This time next year, if we felt like Roy was still in a very good position and he was still scoring goals and still giving assists, then we'll enter into the negotiations again. And at the same, at the same stage, um, it gives the ability for the club to look elsewhere if we felt like we wanted to go look at other players. And the same thing for, for Roy as well. So when we talked about it, at the end of the day, we felt like it was win-win for both parties to come out with a one-year deal. So when you then the release it says you pulled all the stops out on both sides to get the deal done, you're, that means you were both overly keen to get it sorted out. There wasn't really any tug of war. There was no, no drama that way. No, I think it was just a, it was a case of, of both uh, parties coming to the table. Um, Roy's, jo- um, Roy's agent did a good job. Um, we met in the middle and we, we uh, just throwing things around. What did he want? What did we want? How are we going to make it work? It was just a normal negotiation. It just went on a little longer than we would have um, hoped. Um, but we got the job done at the end. And like I say, both parties are really pleased. Was, was there any genuine fear that he'd escaped to anywhere else, though? Or did you feel like he was always wanted to be a Phoenix guy? It was up to you guys to secure that. Or was there an actual threat that he would bail? Not really. I think um, when the first rumblings of, of the Colorado interest we did... It did have a, oh, what's, what's this going to mean? What's, what's they going to attack with? But once the, the actual offer came through and everyone saw on paper what they were talking about, then it was quickly, very quickly, like I say, we moved on because it was, it was not an offer that was worth considering by either party.
What about the uh, mysterious injury that Roy has had? And there's all that speculation about the fact that he had an extension if he played X amount of games. He didn't want to play the games because he wanted out and he's got a bung leg, but no, he hasn't. And specialists have come in and so on and so forth. That was a that was an intriguing exercise, that whole thing. And you shed a wee bit more light on that for us, David. Well, like I said in the release, at no stage has Roy ever turned down um, our request to see a specialist. So whenever Roy said he was, was sore, we said, that's fine, let's go get a scan done. The problem is with scans, they don't always show up every single thing. And even Roy's scans from time to time had some stuff on it, which you would go, okay, that could be uh, an injury we need to, to take care of. Um, so it, that was all done in good faith as well. There was never any question about Roy's uh, authenticity around any of this. It was just a case of how, how do we get this verified? What does it mean? How long is he going to be out? And how do we get it resolved? And again, that was all done in, in very good faith. And Roy, like I say, Roy um, went to every specialist appointment that we got in our own team doctor, um, Adam Crump, who is very, very experienced in these areas, um, went through all the paces with Roy, and we're very comfortable where it ended up. And like, like we said in the release, Roy probably could have played in the, at the game of the weekend if we really wanted to, but the issue with that is if we'd, done a, um, if we'd put him out too early, we could have done some real serious damage to, to his knee. Um, so we, we erred on the side of caution, and, and he hadn't trained with the squad either, which is what Dario was, was hinting at. So he was, um, wasn't really up to match fitness, but we're much more confident about this weekend. Much more confident. So percentile-wise, I know it's insane throwing numbers around, but if you're confident, what, 80, 90, 95, how good? Oh, yeah, look, I, I, I'd be very, very surprised. Unless something happens in training today or, or training tomorrow, I'd be very surprised if Roy didn't take the field at some stage. And David Dome joins us. He's uh, the big cheese, uh, the manager, the general manager of the Wellington Phoenix. Just away from this, this is a good news story. It's been a pretty... Uh, it's been an upsetting season for everyone concerned. Uh, where's your headspace at the moment as far as the club, knowing that you're out of the race now, it's pretty much done and dusted? I mean, how do you go about going, getting through the rest of the season, picking up the, uh, I suppose, the wreckage of, of what's happened? Because it's not been pleasant, has it, David? No, it's been, a, it's been a tough year. There's no doubt about it. This is certainly not where we expected the club to be, given the investment that we've made into players, and including in the transfer window, and we brought four players in, which we've never done that in, in the past. Um, so we've made a significant investment into players, and it hasn't quite come off. So... Roy, getting Roy across the line uh, it was, was a, you know, a crucial part of business that we wanted to do so that we can then build on that going into the rest of the season as well. And we're certainly not, we're not going to give up on that. It's not as if we're saying we're going to make the top six, we're going to be in the final series. But we're, sort of, we're going to go out and win, try and win every game. We still want to be competitive on the field. We still want to show the fans and our corporate partners that, that, that as, as, a, as a team that needs to be reckoned with. And we're going to start uh, um, you know, shoring up who we're going to start, who we want to bring on for next season, who are the players we're going to bring in, and the players who are currently there you know, and are coming off contract. You know, they want to show that they, they deserve an extension of the contract as Roy has just received. So there's still plenty in it for the season, and we really, like I say, we want to, we want to show the fans that we're, um, that we are, we're not taking this thing as the as, as, as season being over. We want to get out there and win as many games as, uh, as we can to the end of the season and just see where we end up. Fans, sponsors, I didn't hear you say uh, uh, the A-League in there. How's that looking with the dreaded metrics and the extensions of, of your licence? Is there much talk about that? Because they'll be looking now from over the ditch going, yeah, not sure, not sure. How's that looking, David? No, I haven't had one single conversation with the uh, APFA or the A-League about metrics and all that sort of stuff. That's, uh, that's, that's uh, rude hearing at the moment, Darth. What the, what the um, FFA have got on their plate are some much, much bigger issues with their own governance and, the, and FIFA coming through at the end of the month to, to review how the uh, A-League is set up. Plus, there's some real challenges in Australia with a number of the other codes impacting on the A-League's performance and, 
and uh, the metrics, their own, uh, you know, their own metrics, uh, the FFA are, are, are meeting as well. So, look, look, we, we still have to, we still have to get our attendance up. We still have to get our viewership up. That's always going to be the case. Um, but you know, there's, there's, we have to work hard, really hard in that space, and we know that we have to have a winning team, which is why we haven't given up on this season yet, because we know that if we start winning, regardless of where we're on the table, people actually start to watch you when you start winning and playing well. There's another reason why we have to do well in the second part of this, or the rest of the season. That's the way it works, um, but eh? Yeah, there's nothing coming out of FFA at the moment about metrics and licences and all that sort of stuff. It's all big red canary. Oh, that's good. Hey, a real short answer, David Dome. Do you think uh, FIFA will tell the A-League to recognise international windows? What do you reckon? Well, funnily enough, I'm, um, I volunteered to put myself there. There, there is a review committee at, uh, uh, going on at the moment with the FFA on, on a competition's calendar, and that is considering when the A-League starts and when the A-League stops. And there is certainly now a groundswell that the A-League should break for international calendars. And hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll complete that, that review process and we'll get that across the line. David Dome, GM of the Wellington Phoenix, thank you very much for answering the phone and thanks for that good news release of the Phoenix. It's long overdue. Good on you, buddy. Thanks, Darcy.